Bishop Matthew Adiaminta is an apostle of great faith. God has used him to raise nine people from the dead and perform several miracles, including incredible healings of cancer, HIV AIDS, kidney failures, and many more. He is a healing evangelist, church planter, great teacher, and a mighty prophet who speaks to the nations. He is also an author of many books. In Faith to Faith Hour, he reveals divine secrets and truth. Stay tuned and be blessed. You can be changed in the atmosphere of faith. Miracles take place in the Today we're going to look at the Bible also talk about wrestling. It's all because Paul, um, as an intellectual and a very observant, um, because he was traveling through the cities of Greece and he saw Olympics were preparing themselves to run those boxes and wrestlers. And I believe he had an opportunity because the way that the Holy Spirit used him to lift up um, that analogy about boxing, about runners, about uh, fighters, boxers, and wrestling is amazing. And so uh, today we're going to look at you know, fighting and winning the race of faith as wrestler. You know, sometimes the Christian life, you need to fight as a wrestler. And in every uh, fight, there is conventional rules or laws. Even when you come to convention fighting, when a nation is fighting other nations, you are not supposed, there are some things you don't do it. And in fact, God even instructed the Israelites, if you go to a place, don't destroy the trees. You know, don't pollute the waters. It's all law. So though you are fighting against the enemy, there must be some kind of rules of engagement. In a, in a war, uh, the military would say the rules of engagement. And so, the way you fight as a boxer, you can't use the same rules to fight as a wrestler. Though all of you are fighting, though all of you are there to win a crown, and it's got to do with the physical combat. Physical combat, but all the same, you can't not just do it. So there's rules of engagement. Amen. So let's go back to, we're going back to our, um, our key verse, our key scripture. Today, uh, let's go to Ephesians 6, verse 12. Now, I, I will start from verse 10. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God 
so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly planes or heavenly realms. This is um, what the um, New International Version is saying, but I want us to look up the King James Version. Now, in the King James Version, verse 12, he said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Because Paul used the word wrestle. We wrestle not against. So when it comes to dealing with principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and um, wicked spirit in high places, it's a wrestling. It's a rest. It's no one-time fight. You fight and you knock it. It's over. Wrestling. You wrestle. Physical combat. In wrestling, you can be put down. But even if you are down, there's a way that you can turn your enemy, and you get two points for that. So in wrestling, it is something continuous because you are dealing with demonic spirit. Especially you're wrestling with demonic powers. Their aim is to limit you. Their aim is to put you in a certain box that you cannot free yourself. Their aim is to make sure you don't advance in your Christian life and in your own personal life. And the Bible said, we wrestle not. There are some fights, some of us. When we engage with people with fight, we have physical fight. Maybe this person spoke to me this way. I also spoke. It's physical. Amen. But when it comes to wrestling with demonic forces, it's not a physical fight. It's not how how much you can insult your opponent that will make you win. It's not how much you, you think that, oh, I'm so clever that I will win. It's a fight of the spirit. And therefore, your weapons should not be carnal. Insult. It's a carnality. Whatever, I mean, sometimes people are physical. Is carnality. Amen. But God is saying that we should use weapons that are not carnal. Weapons that are not carnal. So we're going to look at um, he named principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. 
So this, how do we identify them? You need to identify their activities and what these spirits do. Amen. Now, I want you to know that this is demonic hierarchy. They support Satan. After Satan, there is a chief prince. The word principality, let's come. It comes from the word prince. That means a leader. Amen. For instance, the Bible calls Archangel Michael as prince. As prince. So, Michael, though uh, Michael is an angel, he's not just an ordinary angel. He carries some authority. He carries some clouds. He has certain um, things that um, God will allow him to do. Amen. And so we need to get that one. And when Satan fell, Satan, all these were angels with God. But they joined Satan in his rebellion. According to Revelation chapter 12, you know, they joined Satan in his rebellion. And so, Satan, in order to perpetuate evil on the earth here, he empowered these demons and some are principalities. Now, principalities means Satan's demons who are in charge of states. It could be region. It could be, some are even in charge of continents. Some are in charge of province. Some are in charge of district. Amen. So, principalities are not limited only to one house. No, they rule in a, a certain area. Amen. And the, the work of principalities is to make sure a certain things, you know, sometimes you go to certain area, you can see poverty stretch. People are really impoverished. Amen. It's the work of principalities. There are some places you go, the place um, is highly immoral, sexual activity, profane, gay. You know, sometimes you go to some places in Europe or in America, it's, it's like a different world. That is the principality of immoralities is reigning in the area. You go to some areas, you have gangsters. They kill. They destroy. And it is something, it looks like it's normal. In the place. Because the people there have come to even accept that really this is what is going on in the place. You go to a place, rebellion. You can see the principality of rebellion. Everyone from children to nobody care who about anything. 
They don't obey rules. They don't obey laws. They just do their own thing. You don't care. It's the work of what? Principality. You go to some places, people are so indulged in idol worshiping. And that is all they do. Everything. Tradition and, and customs, some strange customs and traditions. You go to some place, mockery. That you can see the principality of mockery. They make mockery of everything. Good things, whatever it is, they will mock. Amen. And so, I mean, I can go on and on and on, including some players that people are just lazy. Just lazy, playing lazy. They, have, they live in abundance, but they are just living their life lazy. They don't see anything wrong with uh, maybe their poverty life. Oh, it's normal, this and that. They don't see. Demons will blind you. You know, principalities will blind you. They control people to do certain things that under normal circumstances they will not do. Principalities. Amen. And so, now let's go to First Corinthians 15. We're reading from verse 31 to 32. That I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. You know, Paul um, was writing and he was saying, I die daily. If after the manner of men, I have fought with beasts at Ephesus. What advantage it mean if the dead rise not? Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Paul was saying, why should I risk my life to fight the beast? The beast here was a cult in Ephesus. In Ephesus, they had all kinds of worship. Great Diana. They have and 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 it controls everything. And so Paul is saying, if there's no resurrection, then let's let's eat and die and go. Why should I risk my life and fight all this? Thing? Because the the principality of of Ephesus. Fought Paul. And this principality is what they do. Men or women of God that God has commissioned to preach, commissioned to bring a change to the lives of people. God has commissioned to plant churches and to open the eyes of the people, turn them from darkness to light, defy them. They are there to say, No, God, we won't allow you to come here. That principality. 
My wife and I were transferred to Nigeria. There's a place called Orenigbe. And that's where the principality of the Edo people is called Oloku. That is the seat. And when we went there, it is so mad. I mean, it, it, you look at things as if they live in a different world. But thank God, we fought and we brought a change to the town. Churches were not flourishing until we went there and by the grace of God. I remember the night when the, uh, my papa, the late Archbishop Benson Idahosa, uh, called me and told me that I'd been transferred from Benin City to Orenibe. In fact, the adults themselves, they are afraid of Orenibe. So when they mention the name Orenibe, they would say, Orokuku Orenibe. That means, God help me, don't let me. That's what we saw. They have festival called Ikaba. When Ikaba is coming, people start dying. We bury people here and there. It's not something, it's not a tale. And the door themselves can testify. They, then they have another one called Igwe. We never witnessed Igwe, but Ikaba. When Ikaba is coming, people start, they say, Ikaba, don't come, oh, people, they die, oh, people, die. you see people. And then you ask yourself, why? God of miracles, signs and wonders, by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. This book contains mind-blowing and incredible testimonies, healings, miracles, signs and wonders done in the glorious name of Jesus Christ through the ministry of Bishop Adiaminsah. He reveals the step-to-step -step approach about how to grow in the Word of God, the levels of anointing of the Holy Spirit, and the power of faith to have miracles signs and wonders in your life and ministry through the simplicity of preaching the gospel. God of miracles, signs and wonders is a must read. Grab your copy now. Audacity of Faith is another faith blockbuster book from the Apostle of Faith, Bishop Matthew Adiamensis Stable. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take it by force. Matthew 11:12. Bishop Adiamensis reviews faith is a supernatural force higher than the natural force. Faith breaks protocol with church. Faith suspends natural law with immunity and provides exemptions. The book is full of super sensational testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders done through impunity, indemnity and immunity, audacity of faith. Grab your copy now.
member, I will organize before I cover the church. Take them into bush, fasting and praying. And the, uh, our first year, only eight people died. That even was lost. We will make sure the following year, nobody would die. And I said, no one is going to die by Ikaba. But it wasn't easy. We fought principalities. And by the grace of God, we were able to build a church for Church of God mission there. Bought a land, build a church there. So, principalities they always make sure that the work of God will not progress. People who preach the truth, they will, they will rather promote the evil ones. And that's the work. But thanks be to God that you have the power to overcome principalities. Hallelujah. Let's go to um, Daniel chapter 10 verse 13. I want to show you the work of principalities. Now let's start from verse 12. Is that, then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Daniel fasted. He wanted revelation. Understanding from God that God, the time of captivity is near and God let it happen. The 70 years you spoke through the prophet Jeremiah, the 70 years is almost done and still so Daniel decided to fast and pray so that God would bring his word to pass. When Daniel started fasting, the Bible said the first day God heard a prayer. And that is why when you fast and pray, don't just leave it. Some of you, you fast and you pray. You say, oh, that is all. I'm finished. He said the first day you start fasting, your prayer was heard. Hallelujah. Everybody say your prayer was heard. Amen. And so the prayer was heard. But the principality of Persia, where the people have gone into captivity, said, no way. Daniel, eh? Daniel, you are praying. So the angel that was bringing the answer to Daniel, listen, if you don't understand spiritual things, you can say, oh, but God has power. Yes. But God also, he works with engagement of the rules. When the angel was bringing the answer, then the principality of Persia said no. And for 21 days, the principality of Persia and the angel bringing the answer to Daniel, they were wrestling. There was wrestling going on. 21 days. 21 days. 
the first day, the second day. This, that is why when you, the Bible say, pray without ceasing. There are some of you who are lazy in prayer. Instead of you to pray about your agenda, so that you waste time on other things. You see, the devil is so clever. He can let you engage on some things and you get so interested then you forget about your goal. That's one of the strategies of the devil. So sometimes there are things, everything, ask yourself, what am I gaining in this? He can let you engage on something else and then you, you oh. Because the more you pray, the more things will happen. Hallelujah. So for 21 days, wrestling the angel and maybe he put him down then he also put him down for 21 days then it was going all this time daniel was praying fasting he was praying oh god oh god hear the prayer of your people uh, bring us out of the captivity god bring us out of captivity there are some things about your life you need to engage constant prayer there are some things about your life. It's not some of you once in a while, oh God, what is happening? Why? No, you have to be on target. So God has to send. God sent another angel. And listen, everybody listen to me carefully. In the realms of the spirit, there are always hierarchies. The devil even recognized anointing of some people. I've had people casting out demons and so on. But as soon as I come around, then the demons scream and they are gone. It is all the level of what? The anointing. So sometimes you hear some young ministers say, oh, we are all anointed. We are all anointed. Yes. But some, you need to recognize that. In the spiritual realm, they recognize higher anointing. I myself, there are some issues when I'm dealing with it. I will call a minister who has a higher dimensions and engage the person. Amen. It doesn't mean that you, uh, you don't know anything. And so, God sent Michael. Michael is what? Chief prince. Michael is a chief prince. That means, he, I mean now, principality, prince, and a chief prince. Who is higher? Chief prince. So, he came in. Amen. But what is very interesting is that he told Daniel something. Let's look at um, verse 20. The same verse 20. Let's look at verse 20 there. In verse 20, now let me start from verse 19. Do not be afraid. You who are highly esteemed, the King James say, highly favored by God. He said, peace be 
peace. Be strong now. Be strong. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Speak, my Lord, since you have given me strength. 20. So he said, Do you know why I have come to you? Soon I will return to fight against the prince of Persia. And when, I'm, and when I go, the prince of Greece will come. So you see, this is why you need to pray. Sometimes you dealt with one principality, another one will do what? Will come. But he said, when I'm gone, another, the prince of, principality of uh, Greece, this is intercontinental nations. They have gathered and said, no, we will not let the children of Israel Go back according to what God, God has spoken. So listen to me, you are a Christian. God can speak about your life, but you have to war. Just like Paul told Timothy, he said, wage war on the prophecies that have been spoken over you. Yes, gifts were given to you through prophecy, but you have to pray to activate them. If you believe that, say amen to that. Amen. Principalities. After this, we are going to take them one by one and go into them. And so they just intro uh, introductory message. Hallelujah. Amen. So, if you are a pastor and you are in a place... Principality of laziness can cast. Just asleep. A pastor will go to a place, instead of working, planting churches and preaching, he go and all the time he's sleeping and complaining all the time. The principality has captured him. Principality has captured him. I remember before we went to our last session in Nigeria or Renibe, they have sent 14 pastors to the place. But the result, bad. Some pastors who go there, they will sleep with other people's wife, and they chase them and run out. Some were, were um, some had stroke. Some, all kinds of, the story was so bad. And I remember when the, um, uh, my papa, Bishop Idahosa was sending me, he said, in fact, the last pastor we relieved, he wrote a letter. He wrote a letter to the Archbishop. That, um, he said the letter was simple. Transfer or I resign. You may laugh. In the evening, he was just relaxing with the wife. Uh, there was a... Um, a veranda in front of their house and the principality appeared physically like gorilla and said you what are you doing here and there was a fight he lifted him up put him down put his according to the, the wife told us he said i was screaming jesus jesus 
the principality left. Three days, the affairs born. Dead. Another one was attacked. The pastor was attacked. They had to rush the pastor to the hospital. Amen. You see, when you are talking about these pastors who have never experienced anything, we say, oh, it's a tale, fairy tale. It's not fairy tale. I look around in Ghana today. You see pastors promoting occultism. Fetish, pastors will go to a fetish priest, malam. Pastor now counsel, go to a malam, go to fetish priest for counseling and for powers. In the work of principality, they just want to eradicate the true gospel. The true gospel, the power of the gospel that brings healing. People stand, you stand prophetically, you can speak to somebody's life by the spirit. Now they have replaced that with arrangement with people to come and give false testimonies. Those who are not sick, they come limping. Some acromophone as if they are dead. If you don't have power to raise the dead, what is wrong? Just preach the gospel. Instead of you to fake it, if you fake it, the Holy Spirit will deal with you. And all those who conspire to bring distortion to the gospel, the Holy Spirit will deal with them one by one. If you are a woman, you are a man, and you allow yourself, you go and they give you money, come and give this false testimony. You think it's a child play. You are putting your life and that of your children and that of your uh, children, children into a serious case for the Holy Spirit who deal with you. Reverend James McKeown always say that you can never be smarter than the Holy Spirit. So don't try him. Don't try him. Don't try him. The preaching is not about making money. It's not about buying cars. It's not about, it's about rebrating people and giving them hope through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Principality. Let's look at Ephesians 2. Verse 2. Is that in which you used to live when you follow the ways of this world and of the rulers of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. He is the spirit at work at the heart of those who refuse to obey God. Any where you see a rebellion spirit at stake. Rebellious attitude. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. Hallelujah. It's a spirit. Wrong cultures, customs, traditions. There are some traditions. Very bad. There are some traditions years ago and people are still doing it before they established towns. Some stupid fetish priests told them you have to uh, get trains 
kill them, pound them in a, pound them in a, in a mortar and plant them and then the town will prosper. This is the devil's doctrine. And up to now, some people are doing it. So some, some towns, ancient towns, that's how they planted them. And up to now, the town is not prospering. So, principalities and powers. Now let's go to Acts 17. Acts 17, 22. 22 to 30. I want you to know something here. Now Paul is in Athens. Paul came to Athens. He said, Why Paul was waiting for them at Athens? He was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. <laughs> Supernatural faith to raise the dead. And Jesus said, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. In this book, Bishop Adamensa, whom God has used to raise nine people from the dead, shares his experiences and that of other men of God, like Archbishop Benson Idahosa. Bishop Adiminsa challenges young ministers how they can receive faith and the anointing to raise the dead and the dying. Supernatural faith to raise the dead is a mastery. Grab a copy now. God of Miracles, Signs and Wonders By stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. This book contains mind-blowing and incredible testimonies, healings, miracles, signs and wonders done in the glorious name of Jesus Christ through the ministry of Bishop Adiaminzer. He reveals the step-to-step -step approach about how to grow in the Word of God the levels of anointing of the Holy Spirit and the power of faith to have miracles, signs and wonders in your life and ministry through the simplicity of preaching the gospel. God of miracles, signs and wonders is a must read. Grab your copy now. station in Nigeria. Every place, every street, you enter somebody's home, they have Olokun at the corner. The men have, before you enter, there's Olokun at the gate. You get inside, everyone's bedroom. Those who are not believers, they have Olokun there. 
So Paul was distressed. Paul was distressed. And I, I, I remember those, I, I used to be distressed. And I felt I need to deal with this principality. And we had a fight. It was a tough fight. But thank God we had a victory. He was saying that the, 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 the Okaru, which is the chief of the town, and the elders said, I should leave the town. They gave me ultimatum to leave the place. If not, it will be bloody. We stood and God gave us victory. Hallelujah. Amen. So Paul was distressed. Let's read on. So he reasoned in the synagogue with both Jews and God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. A group of Epicureans and Stouts philosophers began to debate with him. Some of them asked, what is this babbler trying to say? Others remarked, he seems to be advocating foreign gods. They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus. Areopagus. Where they said to him, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting. You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears. And we would like to know what they mean. All the Athens and the foreigners who live there spend their time doing nothing. You see? That principality makes them do nothing. All that they do is debate. Debate. And that's where debate started. They just gather and they debate. And the Bible, they do nothing. Instead of them to go to farm, they do nothing. All that they do is what? Debate. Amen. So if you are not careful, the principalities, they will surely define your rule for you. How you should live your life. Amen. All the, verse 22. Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Arapagos and said, people of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walk around and look carefully at your objects of worship, I even find an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. So you are ignorant of very things you worship. And this is what I am going to proclaim to you. And Paul went on and then he told them that God is not worshipped with what? Human hands. Amen. And he told them more about the gospel. Amen. And he told them how Jesus had been um, chosen by God and then he died and came back to life again. Amen. So the point I want to make is that 
these people thought that, oh, um, they are really doing something great, but not knowing it was promotion of nothingness. Now, in First Kings chapter 18, verse 16 to the same way, a principality called Bar took over the whole nation of Israel. Bar everywhere, Bar, Bar, oh Bar, Bar, Bar. To a extent, even Elijah even thought that the whole people, and God said, no, I have 7,000 who have not Bar. And just like a big nation like this, and only seven, everyone, because King Ahab and his wife Jezebel were promoting the worship of Baal. Baal had become principality. And Elijah has to declare a war, a contest with Baal. And by the grace of God, he won and had all 250 prophets of Baal slaughtered. So sometimes this principality, they promote things. Sometimes they promote blasher. They subtly can enter into church. They can subtly enter into pastors and use them for different things against the word of God. It's a work of principalities. Hallelujah. But thank God for Jesus. Thank God for his word. Hallelujah. We overthrow them in Jesus' name. Now in uh, point number three. Point number three. Wrestling against powers. We talk about principalities. Now let's look at powers. Everybody say powers. What are the powers? The powers operate like judges, magistrates, police commanders who hold jurisdiction over province, district to execute demonic judgment, sanction, caveat, to impede the righteous. That's the work of powers. Powers are demonic spirit. They derive their power from the principality. You know, it's like a chain of command from Satan to uh, the chief prince to principalities and then to powers. So the powers, they operate like a magistrate, spiritual magistrate, judges, on lands, on certain places. There are some places, you see langas, the activities of langas. It's a demonic spirit holding the progress of Ghana. And people don't know. Because it is, they have been empowered by powers. And powers work with chiefs. Chiefs who are not on, uh, godly. They are powers. That, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's like everywhere you go, they are there. Everywhere you go, you are there. In the name of Jesus, every power is holding the progress of Ghana. We break it in the name of Jesus. Every principality holding progress of any area. We break it in the name of Jesus. Years ago, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah started something. To build a state 
He started with Tema. And the people of Tema, the chiefs there, they agree. But there are some places I will not mention. They did not agree. And they fought against that. I would like to leave. We are communion. From here, I enter into my brother's house. From here, so why are you coming to divide us? You see, when COVID-19 came, Amen. The wisdom of Nkrumah. Living in estate. Hey, we are, this is how we live our life. This is how we like to live. Hey, you can't change it. But you check, it's not the people. It's the work of what? Principalities. Somebody can come to area, I want to build a factory. The way the people will fight the land. It's, it's a spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's the work of principalities. That's the work of principalities. In Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 27. Paul and Silas Now let's, let's read a bit of it so that you can Acts 16. The Holy, if you read from Acts 16 from beginning, Paul and Silas were on missionary journey and they wanted to plant churches in a place. You read, they went to about three places. The Holy Spirit said no. And finally, a man they saw a man in a vision come to Macedonia and help us. So they interpreted the dream to be the Holy Spirit is leading them to Macedonia. When they went there, they started a prayer meeting. People were coming. And there was a girl who had divination spirit. And this girl was all the time um, telling people, when you see you begin to say things about you. You see, Sometimes, fetish priests can see things about you. But it is the messenger. It is the spirit behind it. That's why, if you are a believer, it, it's about, that's what the Bible says, check the spirits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Check the spirit behind it. And so, Paul cast out the demon. Then the principality there got angry. They reported Paul to the magistrate. And Paul and Silas were what? Beaten. Everybody say beaten. Who instigated the beating? Who instigated it? The principality instigated it. And they were beaten. Hey! And they were thrown into prison. Because do you know why? Because the principality they said, no way! Church here! It will never happen. We will not allow a church to be planted here. So the principality was fighting for his territory. Amen. 
And that's why we need to pray. That's why we need to pray. So, they were beaten and were thrown into prison. Were thrown into prison. And later on, God had to intervene with what? The Bible said there was tender and the prison got open. So in all the time, takes anointing, Paul and Silas, when it happened, they started praying. They started, even though they were beating, in the night they were singing and praying. When you have a problem, don't sit down and cry. Pray. Everybody say pray. Everybody say pray. Hallelujah. And they were praying. And God sent an angel into the prison. The prison was shaking all the doors. All the prisoners, handcuffed, were removed. Hallelujah. Amen. So, that is how principalities operate. And this one, they use what? Powers. Everybody say powers. 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 There are some areas when you stay, they will steal you are all the time. People will steal. They will steal. When you wash and put things online, they will steal. In fact, there are some places, when even you cook, and you say you're going to your bed, before you come, they've taken your soup and everything away. It's a work of powers. It's a work of powers. Amen. The work of powers. May God deliver us. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's the work of powers. That's the work of powers. In Acts chapter 17, 1 to 10, there was a young man called Jason. Jason, the sin of Jason was that he received Paul and Silas in their home. So when the people were looking for them, they couldn't find Paul and Silas. So they got hold of Jason, gave him a good beating, took him to the magistrate. Powers at work. Powers at work. Powers at work. We break every power in your life. We break every power working in your life. I say we break every spirit of powers, every oppression of demonic powers against your life in the name of Jesus. There are powers that works in homes. Powers worked in homes to create some impression, bad impression about people. And people say, oh, this home, this is how they are. This is how they are. This is how they are. Amen. It's a work of what? Powers. Hallelujah. Now, wrestling against rulers of darkness. Number four. Rulers of darkness. 
Rulers of darkness are demons whose activities is to keep people from believing the gospel. They incite people to mock, debate, distort, and openly rebelling against God's word and the gospel of Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. Everybody check it. Wherever you are, you can check it. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, in 2 Corinthians 4, let's read from verse, verse 3 to 4. And even if our gospel is veiled, that means blacking, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded their minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that display the glory of Christ who is the image of God for what we preach is not ourselves but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servant hallelujah so Paul is saying the work of these rulers of darkness is to darken the mind of people. You preach about the God. Somebody can sit in the church. You are quoting scriptures, but he doesn't believe it. You can quote scripture and to him the scripture is nothing. It is the God of this world that have what? The God of this world has blinded their mind. Sometimes people debate about things. Oh, tithe is not of God. Tithe is of it is the God of this world that has blinded them. One time a Muslim came to me and said the things uh, we preach and all those things are not true. He was telling me, even speaking in tongues is not true. It's all false. I, will, I was trying to explain to him, but he would not understand. So what I did basically was, I prayed with him. I said, I will pray with you. I just prayed that God opened his eyes, opened his mind. You see, when you are praying for people, ask that their mind of understanding be what? If not, you will talk. Huh? Even if the thing is going to hurt them, they will still do it because their mind is there. I pray that your mind will not be darkened. May every darkness in your mind be removed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. People get into sin because their minds are why do some women become prostitutes? Beautiful women, intellectuals. Some of them are graduates, but they are still doing prostitution because their minds are darkened. Why should somebody go to school and he think he was scam? It's only on the internet 
will scam people and make money because their minds are darkened. When somebody's mind is darkened, when somebody, I, they can do things and sometimes it can even shock you. I know a certain guy, he was a thief. We still are, when he meets children on the road, even eating both fruit, he would take it and run away. He would take it and run away with it. Because the mind is what? Darkened. That it is only through stealing he will live his life. You see people on the street. Talk to them and find out. Their mind is darkened that it's only living on the streets is the best way, comfortable. And some of them, they have houses, they have rooms. Some are from good homes. Dark-minded people. Dark-minded people. People whose mind are darkened, they see every lady, they, they think that they have to sleep with that lady. Because their minds are dark. Their minds are dark. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will bring liberation to the mind. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The last one, wrestling against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, these are deities worship in high places. Akonede, for instance. We have some shrines. I remember years ago, a lady came to this our church to testify. It's from Germany. It's called Sabina. He met a Ghanaian. And that Ghanaian, he said, oh, you marry her. Not knowing the Ghanaian has come to Akonede use some juju powers and then change the mind of the lady. Supernatural faith to raise the dead. And Jesus said, As you go, Preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. In this book, Bishop Adamenser, whom God has used to raise nine people from the dead, shares his experiences and that of other men of God, like Archbishop Benson Idahosa. Bishop Adamenser challenges young ministers how they can receive faith and the anointing to raise the dead and the dying. Supernatural faith to raise the dead is a master read. Grab a copy now. God of Miracles, Signs and Wonders By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. This book contains mind-blowing and incredible testimonies, healings, miracles, signs and wonders 
done in the glorious name of Jesus Christ through the ministry of Bishop Adiaminsa. He reveals the step-to-step approach about how to grow in the Word of God, the levels of anointing of the Holy Spirit, and the power of faith to have miracles, signs, and wonders in your life and ministry through the simplicity of preaching the gospel. God of miracles, signs, and wonders is a must-read. Grab your copy now. Audacity of Faith is another faith blockbuster book from the Apostle of Faith, Bishop Matthew Adiaminsa Stable. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take it by force. Matthew 11:12. Bishop Adiaminsa reviews faith is a supernatural force higher than the natural force. Faith breaks protocol with check. Faith suspends natural law with immunity and provides exemptions. The book is full of super sensational testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders done through impunity, indemnity and immunity, audacity of faith. Grab your copy now. Taking loans, big, big loans, borrowing money. And later, he abandoned the lady, and that affected the lady mentally. He came down here. Somebody from our church met the lady and invited the lady here. We prayed. He used to sit here. We prayed, and she was delivered. That lady had never, he didn't know anything about Latin language, but she could. When the demons were being cast out, she could speak Latin fluently. And was delivered. Went back to Germany. Got married. Wonderful. One time I was in Hamburg. She invited me. Went on cruising. She's the first lady to, and the family took me on cruising. She told me about the family. She told um, the family about me. What God have used me to do in her life. Took me on cruise. We were on the river. Oh, beautiful. I really enjoyed it. Amen. And God has blessed her, blessed the family. He's married a German, nine family. But do you see? Somebody used wicked spirit. People got into large secret clubs and secret society. Freemason. You see, no matter how people will polish it, the word of God says it's evil. It doesn't matter who is involved. The personalities who are involved, the word of God says it is evil. Some of the people are deceived. All kinds of secret society. 
There are some called skull and bones. Illuminati. All kinds of secret society. And they will tell you when you come, we'll promote you. Or we'll make big, your business will grow and then you become influential. What is it? God can give you these things without you going to sell your soul to the devil. And God warns us. How, how, how can people, you are a pastor, and how can you take somebody, go and kill pregnant women, go and kill people before your church will grow? Wickedness. Why should you do that? And, and, and you are deceiving people that you are going to heaven and you are, you are teaching people to go to heaven. This is a deception. You see, the devil can deceive even people that he's using. He's so clever. Wicked spirit. Wicked spirit, they also work through witches and wizards. They promote accident. They promote all kinds of confusion. Confusions in the home. Fight. I knew a certain home when I was growing up in my hometown. And in that home, every day fight. This one is fighting this. This one is so um, in our hometown, when you hear them fighting, then people say, ah, I saw them Nigomora, Ejadem. They were notorious. They were known for fighting and quarreling. They can start it a day the, the same household, no people outside. It was the work of wicked spirit. Wicked spirit demand blood, human sacrifice. Wicked spirit in high place demand human sacrifice. We're going to read the scripture to read so that you will not say I'm saying things. Second Kings, let's go to uh, first, let's read uh, Numbers 33 first. Numbers 33, 52. Let's read that one first, then we'll come to. Drive out all the inhabitants of the land before you. Destroy all their cave images and their cast idols. And demolish all their high places. This spirit are at high places. This demonic force, high places. They are at high places. Resecution, Greek alphabet, lodges, you know all these ones. They are all part of it. Freemason, they are all secret society or club. This time they even make it club, club, so so and so, club. But when you get in, I was shocked when a woman came to me and said, they have a club, and in that club it's only women. 
and they are club what they do they married women but they recruit young men to sleep with them it's in our crying they buy cars for the young men and do you know what they do also with the young men spiritually they are also using them as sacrifice. Amen. Amen. Now let's go to Second Kings, our last scripture, and then we close. Second Kings twenty one. One to nine. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king. Manasseh was the son of Hezekiah. His father was a very righteous king. A very good king. But you see, and if you can be a righteous man or woman, but if you are not careful, your children can become something. That's why you have to insist and you have to teach he was 12 years when he became a king. 12 years. And he reigned in Jerusalem 55 years. His mother's name was Hephzibah. Uh, he did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following this terrible practice of the nations the Lord has driven out before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah had destroyed. The occult, the secret courts that his father Hezekiah had destroyed, Manasseh rebuilt them. Why? He was young, 12 years. So the counselors, the people who are around him, most of the time, you can be a pastor, you can start with a good, uh, uh, the call of God. You are called by God, anointed of God. You can start very well, but people will come around you. These are, there are some young men who, want, who go around and say, oh, want to come and help you for your church to grow. What can you do? Oh, we can recruit people to come and give false testimony during programs and then false product. How to package false product. And then, so if you don't know the word of God and the fear of God is not in you, you will fall asleep. Amen. I've been counseling a lot of them who have lost, stop doing that. And so, it, it happened. The Bible says it happened that um, they, it happened as he was growing. As he was growing, people gave him wrong advice, spiritual advice. So, he was promoting all this thing. Don't mind your father. Your father, he, but if you read, he said, 
he, God blessed the father because he was what? A righteous king. And he did what is right in the sight of God. He did what is right in the sight of God. Hallelujah. He also erected altars to bar. And made an Asherah pose as Ahab king of Israel had done. He bowed down to all the starring hosts and worshipped them. He built altars in the temple of the Lord, of which the Lord has said, In Jerusalem, I will put my name in the two courts of the temple of the Lord. He built altars. To all the starring hosts, he sacrificed his own sons in the fire, practiced divination. You see, he was doing human sacrifice in the church, killing. Just as today, some stupid pastors killing and planting people in church just for power. Manasseh did the same thing. Manasseh did the same His own children, he would sacrifice them. Kill them in the house of God. You see, there are some things when we, I mean, the Bible always gives us an example. Wicked spirits. The man, was, how can you sacrifice your own children? For power. He wanted to become powerful. He wanted to become great. But he didn't know that serving Jehovah and serving him in truth would rather make him bigger and powerful. So Manasseh did all this. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody say an error. An error. Sought omens, consulted mediums, spiritism. In everything, everything does power. Manasseh, magicians, fetish priests, everything. He will go for it because he wants to become what? Powerful. You want to become powerful. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. He took the cave Asherah pole he had made and put it in the temple of which the Lord has said to David and to his son Solomon, in this temple. And in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. I will not again make the feet of the Israelite wander from the land I gave their ancestors. If only they will be careful to do everything I commanded them and will keep the whole law that my servant Moses gave them. But the people did not listen. Manasseh led them astray so that they did more evil than the nations 
the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. Listen, the people did not listen. Oh, Manasseh, you are powerful. We like what you are doing. Oh, yes. And the same way some people will not listen. When they are being led astray by prophets, false prophets, they say, uh, they shout, hey, yeah, this is where we want it. The same way the Israelites, until God's anger came, and God's anger will come. But the most important thing for you and I as a believer, all these are powers we need to fight. We need to teach. We need to fight. When I say fight, we wrestle with them. Yes, they have some powers, but we are more powerful. The name of Jesus is powerful. The name of the Lord is a high tower. The righteous run into rage and they are saved. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and wicked spirit. Don't be blind as a believer. They are there. I've traveled all over the world. I was in Belgium ministering, and a guy came. He said, me, I worship Satan, so I will not let you touch me. You may think it's a tale. I've ministered to people. Whites. I've ministered to, to both intellectuals and intellectuals. It's amazing. Satan can deceive. He's a deceiver. Jesus says he's a deceiver. In our environment, as pastors, we need to pray and fire every person. So that we will not be impeded by the enemy. In our household, he can softly enter into your house and can even frustrate you if you don't pray. If, when you take your eyes off, oh, oh, it's, 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 it's normal. It's not normal. You need to deal with it. A young man came for prayer here. He'd been to 37 Kolobu, Konfanochi, from Kumasi, Konfanochi, and then he was sent to 37 to Kolobu. They did all things. He said, I'm carrying, I feel like I'm carrying a heavy load on my chest. When I started praying for him, he started manifesting. Live frog came out. I wasn't there alone. We had a lot of people around. Live frog. And from that day, he's called Kwame or something. From that day, there are some things Esri cannot pick them. They are demonic powers. There are some attitudes. There are some characters. They are being generated by demonic forces. And that is why the Bible says, we fight not against flesh and blood. They can frustrate you. In some, a man, within one month, he went to a juju man somewhere around Swedro to fortify him. He was doing well in his business. 
He went there, oh, I want power, I want you to fortify. From Swedro to this place, he had seven accidents. All his face was stitched. I used to stay around um, Achimota. One morning, I saw a man shivering, coming. He came and said, this is what is happening. Now I'm afraid even to enter into a car. We prayed and God delivered him. We fight not against flesh and blood. Some of the things you see in your area, in your house, in, is not physical. I'm not saying everything is spiritual. No. But some of the things. What we're saying in Accra, Ajigano. In the night, you see men, sex, naked, carrying fire on their head. And one day I stop and I say, this is your nonsense. Have to stop here. So I said, why are you doing this? You live in your village. You've done this, sir. You never prosper. You've come to Accra. You are staying in chaos. You are staying in that. And you still want to continue. Are you, are you wise? Because they are blinded. And since then, I've never seen that again. Satan can blind you. And, and you behave foolishly. You can be stupid. You can be, he, he can make you a fool of you. So that you think you are, oh, I'm doing, but he's making a fool of you. It's my prayer. Let's pray. Father, pray this prayer with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, Every principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits in high places. In the name of Jesus, we bring them down. We destroy them. We come against them. We believe the name of Jesus is a strong power. It's a strong tower. The name of Jesus. It's full of power against the enemy. In Jesus' mighty name, we walk over the devil. We bring all their activities under our feet. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for watching Faith to Faith R. You're welcome to worship with us, Gospel Light International Church, next to Orion Cinema, Nkrumah Circle, or visit any of our branches near you. Please call us for deliverance, prayer, and counseling. And you may order a copy of this DVD or books by the Bishop. Call 0261-984-098 or any of the numbers on the screen. If the Lord has touched you to financially partner us for this broadcast or scholarship for needy students as well as for rural missions, send your donations to Ecobank account, Gospel Light International Church, account number 0300 944 Ring Road Central Branch. We hope to see you 
God bless you.